You see bikes everywhere, helmets worn and scarves, people drinking in the street, yet weed is so bad, it gets super light in April at night, but you get five months in the dark. Are you here in a new place, far away from your usual space, what to do? To Janice Kohansen, the founder of Here We Are Global and senior HR consultant. She is on a mission to help people explore meaningful global careers by building a community where you can share and build your skill set, and also to co create social impact locally and online. Hi, Jenny. We welcome you to Here We Are Denmark, a podcast about how to make the best of your time in this country with insights that you can apply around the world. How are you doing today? I'm so good and very thankful to be here with you. We're happy to have you with us too. Yeah, um, so we're just going to head straight into this uh, uh, interview. Uh, Jenny, what made you create Here We Are Global? I mean, what was your vision when you started it and how have you seen this vision develop? Uh, we're curious about the journey into creating this organization. Yes, thank you for asking. Um, somehow it's a very um, broad question at, at, at the same time, very concrete. Um, yeah. And I should say it's, it's very much related to my own story. Mm-hmm. So I have been traveling abroad twice with my family because of my husband's job. And on our second assignment, uh, we went to Central Asia, Kyrgyzstan. Mm-hmm. And when I was first asked if I wanted to move to Kyrgyzstan, my my initial response was, what What will I do in that country? I don't know where it is. I have a perfect job, a uh, very good life, good friends. So, uh, yeah, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually I said yes, because I wanted to challenge myself and, of course, have a, a good time as a family as well. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to uh, be conscious about how I spent my time while in Kyrgyzstan because I knew that I would return to Denmark. I left a corporate job in a in a very good and attractive company. Mm. Um, and it was, I should say, half, 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 how do you say that? <laughs> like two and a half years into our assignment that I was somehow uh, struck by anxiety because this was the point I realized that I need to be very considerate about how I plan my return to Denmark mm. from a professional perspective, right? Yeah. So in Denmark, you often need uh, two careers, dual income in order to s- sustain a living. Yeah. Um, and this is where the idea for Here We Are started. Um it was basically a group of uh, women meeting up in, in a women's club, Bishkek International Women's Club, mm-hmm. because we wanted to uh, support each other in, in develop and, and sustain our professional identity. And so was, was that in Denmark or in Kyrgyzstan? Or? That, that was in Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, because I needed to structure my experiences. I needed to be very crisp on how I wanted to return to Denmark. Like, how Mm. could I tell a potential employer that I was still uh, an attractive employee, that I was employable? Um, And how could I, in the best way, structure my my competencies and and be crisp on the story I wanted to tell about myself? Mm. 
So my vision when we started uh, here we are in Bishkek was to um, come up with a new solution that helps the individual to track and be clear about uh, your personal story, but also to do that in a community. Mm-hmm. So the vision for Here We Are Global is to create a supportive community where we share our skills and knowledge um, and where we uplift each other. Because in this uh, world of expats or global nomads, whatever we prefer to call ourselves, we share the same challenges. When you come to a new country or when you return to your new country, you want to find professional engagement um, and you want to build your network. Because getting a job is not just applying to a job, but it's a lot about network and and Mm. knowing people and helping people. So here we are, Global is the network I missed myself. I think yeah. that's the short version. I missed that when I was um, in in a country far from Denmark, and I missed that I had someone to um, to bounce my ideas off, and, and also to have this uh, support on you know what should I put on my CV, <laughs> how mm. can I thoughtfully enter the the job market at home, mm. um, and basically also have this inspiration, this energy to uh, to pursue my professional path although um, I didn't have a concrete job and I think that's that's one of the main pain pains we challenge um, that that when you move abroad when you leave your job behind um, the organization is kind of taken away from you and here we are global is the organization uh, you can take with you and you can tap into when you need it nice that's that's like very interesting yeah. it's more like you can move move sort of around and still belong to this network of professionals right it's like yeah. it's not because you left your country you you leave uh this sort of professional life behind you're taking it with you where you go just yeah. with different people that's- yes and because we meet around professional and personal development we are we are talking about the identity your professional identity there are so many networks support groups and i encourage everyone to just uh, team up and network and connect uh, with a lot of um, people both local and national Um, and what we are offering is the network that is mostly focused on professional development but with that comes your personal connections and your social life as well Mm. Uh, but it's important to say that we are what we are not is maybe sometimes easier (laughs) like we're not a business network we're not a women's network we are a network for globally conscious nomads Mm. who understands that we can all at some point share this challenge to be in a new country where we need to find ourselves and build our professional um, network and um, and find a job or build our own business but it's about that identity of being a professional you want to take that with you no matter uh, if you have a job contract or whatever your situation is yeah and Jenny yeah and um speaking about skills what were some skills that you had in your previous career that helped you when creating uh, this organization, Here We Are Global? Yeah, um, I have a background in HR. So I've been working in international HR or mobility for, uh, yeah, now we're counting 12 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I have been using my HR background to create a thoughtful Mm-hmm. Um, framework around your professional development when you move across borders. Mm-hmm. So I'm using my knowledge um, recruiting people, but also in 
handling talent management internally in a company. And I should say that um, the most visible impact of this background is that in here we are global, we are using a competency matrix. Mm-hmm. So in, in HR lingo, this is um, a matrix where, let's say, a manager maps the competencies in in his or her department and then strategically focus on where you need to build uh, the competencies of employees in order to have a more both diverse but also wholesome department. So this is the traditional way of using a competency matrix. We have created a matrix that's reversed in the sense that we invite any person, any professional before you move abroad or when you are abroad Mm -hmm. to thoughtfully consider how do you want to build your skill set. So if you don't only focus on your hard skills, your usual uh, track of um, the professional area you're in, but you also broaden out and look at other areas in life. We call them dimensions, other dimensions in life where you can actually expand your skill set, where you can be curious about how you can um, develop and acquire new knowledge. So in the end, um, you become a more broad person, a more interesting person, um, but in the end also a more employable and and more multifaceted individual. And this is actually the gift of an international stay that you get to explore all of these wonderful opportunities to learn, to connect with people, to uh, really do stuff you have never, never considered before you moved abroad. And I guess both of you can relate to this because you have traveled both both of you, right? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So so my HR background is is very much put into using creating this matrix, mm-hmm. and it's built on recruitment um, experience. Um, there's a recruitment model or strategy called the STAR model. So the STAR model means situation, task, action, result. Mm-hmm. This means if if you have a competency, let's say an organization uh, writes a job ad and they uh, demand a competency called, let's say, global mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you want to show this employer, this organization, that you possess a global mindset. But anyone can say you have a global mindset. We all want that, right? <laughs> but they, w- they would want to ask, so tell me a si- about a situation where you showed that you have a global mindset, what was your concrete task, which action did you take, and what was the result, or what was your reflection? So this is a very common questioning structure in interviews, and we have used that in our competency matrix to invite people to thoughtfully think about what are the results, what are the situations you want to tell a future employer or yourself, (laughs) what are the results, the concrete actions that you would like to bring with you from this stay abroad? So in that way, uh, we actually invite people to become more conscious about how they they spend their time and energy. And and I find that the feedback on this matrix, because we use it in workshops in our one-on-one coaching sessions, Mm -hmm. is that... um, this, this finally creates some structure around this crazy global living mm. where, where we learn so much, but we maybe sometimes need the, um, the framework or the actual the language to speak about the, the competencies we acquire and also about the, the mindset and the approach that you uh, that you 
um, automatically acquire when you are in a global setting. Wow, really interesting. That Thank is, you so much. Yeah, that is, uh, um, I'm really glad you shared that with, with us. It's our acronym. Situation, task, action, right? And result. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, so very helpful. Do you have any, uh, maybe any, an example that you can give us about this metric? Without taking a concrete uh, person as such, um, I can tell about a person who actually... Um, I should say, played the full piano <laughs> because yeah. our matrix is seven dimensions and I might just uh, mention them here because this is also how we structure our network meetings in local chapters. This is how we envision that we structure our content in this network, that we co-create content around these dimensions. So the seven dimensions are life and health. It's hard skills, global mindset, personal impact, social impact, communication, and creativity. And each of these dimensions have a separate color. Um, and there are many thoughts put, put into how we have structured this. And how I like to go about it is to, um, to share that in my uh, job, in my uh, HR consultancy, I see many global professionals, and, and now we're talking about accompanying partners, follow their, their partner because of a job in another country, become a little stuck in the hard skills dimension. Like if I don't get a job, then I won't move with my partner to Madagascar or Belarus or China. <laughs> and, and and my job has been to, to challenge and help the individual explore, hey, maybe there are many other ways in life where you can build your skill set, um, bring your talents to the table. And you also heard that social impact is a dimension in itself. I truly believe that when we also ask ourselves how we can be in service to others, magical things can happen. Creativity mm -hmm. can also happen when you take that coffee with a person you might not uh, you know, like at first, but then... <laughs> Just in one conversation, new ideas can pop and you might completely find a new avenue. Mm -hmm. So coming back to, um, the, I actually have many persons in mind when we speak about this, people who have transformed completely during an international assignment or during a stay in another country than their home country, because this is a wonderful playing field to yeah. explore what really excites you and when people see that you do what you love, that you really do uh, the things that excite you, people become much more clear about what their talents are, what their passions are. And then, um, again, this organization that you leave behind, then here we are global is the supportive organization that can mirror that back to you and support you in saying, wow, you really uh, are good at, let's say, being a Pilates instructor or being a coach or um, this is what we um, also encourage that you look at building a portfolio career so you don't just um, strengthen your skills in your usual field but you might also want to add some spice and try some other uh, dimensions of life. Well, that could be building a podcast, for example. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to be a pro from the beginning, but uh, hey, that might be a cool uh, asset, uh, skill set to bring back, right? Exactly. It's, like, it's a way to see this uh, new opportunity of being somewhere else um, as a way for you to develop different skills and see yourself as sort of like a multifaceted um, professional. Yeah. If there's something that 
uh, you feel passionate about and before you didn't think you can bring into the table uh, as a professional career, maybe. Right. I don't know. It's quite interesting. Like, I remember when I moved to Denmark, I, I felt a little bit of um, a struggle thinking that I wouldn't be able to pursue the path that I have thought for myself. And I remember when I had this conversation with you, the first time we met, you asked me about what other things you enjoy doing. I don't know if you remember this. And yeah. um, and I thought, like, I haven't thought of that. And I've been just focusing on the many things that I probably won't be able to do anymore instead of the things that I can start doing because there is a, like, open canvas, right? Like, a, a canvas that is uh, for me there to start painting differently, maybe. So I really appreciate that conversation with you um, in the beginning of this year. So thank you, Jenny, for that. <laughs> yeah, and thank you so I'm much for <laughs> inspiring us and telling us more about the how you use your hr skills in uh, in uh, here we are global uh, we also have another question uh, uh, when it comes to here we are global what are you the most proud of and um like can you mention highlights and milestones when it comes to here we are global around the world yeah um, the, the idea came to me and it came to me in conversations with many other people while in, in Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan, right? Yeah. So I think one of my uh, revelation moments was when um, when I spoke with uh, supportive people in, in my circles in Kyrgyzstan. So we were a group of eight women doing yoga sessions and we also supported each other in finding new uh, personal development opportunities. So definitely I should say that to me, it's important that you find your tribe, and this tribe is people who who are really interesting in, in uplifting each other and uh, exploring new things, right? Um, so I wanted to also take the opportunity to explain what here we are global. It was started as here we are, but now it's here we are global because now we are in many more countries. Yeah. Uh, but there are basically three meanings to this, um, um, to the name. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Geographically, you can put a pin on the map. I'm in this country. Yeah. Uh, geographically, here we are existentially. What will I do with my life? <laughs> how can I support uh, my own purpose and also the purpose of others? So that's a little more deep. Um, and then here we are as a window of exposure. Look at our talent, see what we can create together. So in that sense, it's also a platform where we encourage people to show their skills and talent. And that could very well be as a stepping stone in building your business. Like a lot of the people who run our local chapters are small business owners, entrepreneurs. They might not be it for life, but they are doing this while in Jamaica, Poland, Ethiopia, wherever they are. Um, And this is really what we want to encourage to just, um, we also ask this uh, challenging questions. Uh, What are you here for? Like, what's your purpose? The startup of you. This is uh, a a chance for you to um, build your new professional identity and explore and and by all means have fun doing it. And I think, Rita, maybe also back to our first conversation. I really want to ignite meaningful and joyful global careers. So (laughs) moving to a new country should never be a pain. We know that there are challenges. We know that there are ups and downs. Yes. Uh, But what we want to do is find the meaning in that. And maybe the adversity can sometimes even strengthen yourself, your personality, your story. So that becomes something you can 
basically integrate in your in your profession professional life so by all means we want to support a story where it's about um, navigating with ease and grace uh, and seeing each other's uh, potential and talents because this wow. is where magic magic happens it can be in conversations it can be people stepping up to do a speech um, or do a workshop so we've also seen examples of people who have uh, regained or, or uh, reignited their professional interest again. Because mind you, um, my own situation when, when I moved abroad was I, I was taking care of um, my, my children. I had three children, but I wanted to also dearly to, to maintain my professional identity. Mm-hmm. And this is um, what we cater for. This is the organization we create where we allow people to explore and, and have fun and also connect with others. And yeah. so when you ask me what I'm most proud of is when I see this connection happening. Yeah. It's when I see our online calls or when I go to Poland for one day and see all these amazing connections happening in one room. Um, th- this is what makes my heart sing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And how many chapters are there again? And, and when was uh, Here We Are created? Like how many years ago was it? Um, so we started in Bishkek in 16, no, 15 uh-huh. actually. <laughs> and then the thing is we have, it's, it's a very organic organization. Mm. And, and that's very much... Um, on purpose that we don't want to force anyone to start a local chapter people come to us and say hey i want to connect to this organization how do i get started so we have uh, quite a few chapters that are in the pipeline or building up and we are represented in 25 countries as we speak and in some countries it can just be one person saying here i am like we have julia in brazil for example when she moved from denmark to brazil she wanted to be connected with our community. When in Brazil, she found many ways to contribute and uh, explore her professional path, but she's still connected to our community. In uh, Ethiopia, we had um, a network that was was established uh, locally uh, at first by um, a, a local group, and then there was a little hiatus. The the group sort of fizzled out because of the main drivers leaving the com- uh, the country. But now it has been revived because uh, Laurie, who was uh, previously in Kenya, wanted to really bring the here we are spirit to Ethiopia. And now it's a thriving community. They meet um, once or twice a month, um, and that that's again an example of how our community grows organically. And you just need to be three people to start a group. That 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 has been my mantra. Like you need three people to start a children's play group. <laughs> you need three three people to start a book club. That's all it takes. Sure. Um, and then you will see that people get attracted to this idea of meeting around something meaningful and uplifting. Um, so that's why I cannot say concretely how many chapters we have because they are not all, um, they have not gone to our webpage yet. But amazing. That's really cool. This thing that it grows organically. I really like that. Me and Rita, we uh, we also have a question about um, some things about that we read on the homepage. Mm-hmm. So um, me and Rita, we, we were reading the Here We Are Global website and uh, in the homepage, there are three tabs. There is the social impact tab uh, that's about making a social impact where you go and with what you do. Then there's the tab about transition that 
there is a transition in moving somewhere else. There's a personal transition. There's a career transition. There's maybe ideas in transition. And then there is the tab about dual careers. And uh, here it is that me and Rita, we had different interpretations of what having dual career means. Um, I, uh, I had the impression that it referred to a couple traveling together. So the dual careers is about how to get both spouses to be active professionally in a new place. Right. And I, I understood it as in when a couple moves to a new place and one of them has a secure job, the other partner who might not have a job in the new house country might experience or explore a dual career. So we, we, looked, we looked it up um, and the most gener generic definition that we found was that a dual career is a term that graduates use when getting ready to apply to jobs in academia and outside of academia. And then we also looked it up uh, in the Cambridge Dictionary um, definition. And it says that dual careers is a situation in which both people in a marriage or relationship have a job or a situation in which someone has two jobs. So we're wondering, what do you mean by using this term, right? Dual career. And what was the contribution that uh, Here We Are Global is making? to this new dual career narrative. What was the previous one? And what is the one that, you know, Here We Are Global is creating? Oh, I'm just <laughs> laughing because you, you are spot on, both of you. Okay. <laughs> and um, I might just start again from the HR angle. Uh -huh. So in <laughs> international HR, there's a term called the dual career issue. Ooh. And the dual career issue is that companies have a hard time employing people internationally because of their partner's professional career. So the issue is that it's difficult to actually attract employees because of the partner's career. So we want to turn that around to a dual career opportunity where we are encouraging everyone to say yes, maybe not everyone because it is not for everyone, but still we want to encourage that yes to an international assignment. This is not a, a barrier. It shouldn't be um, like a, a challenge. The CV void should not be, you know, what makes you say no to an international adventure. So here we are igniting the dual career opportunity. We want to encourage couples, individuals to go abroad and just take that leap of faith and see what happens. So this is the dual career opportunity. At the same time, we are promoting that you are not just stuck on your usual career path, that you take chances, that you explore other ways to um, have this more multifaceted uh, lifestyle, uh, have this more integrated approach to what it means to develop in a global setting. So both of you are right. Um, the dual career opportunity challenges the old narrative where one partner tags along, where one partner needs uh, help and is maybe considered a problem from an organizational side. We want to erase that. We want to write a new narrative where both um, individuals in a couple create value for themselves, for each other and for the community. Mm. So this is the new narrative. And I think um, when I'm asked about these terms, we often also talk about um, the term expat um, and what it means to be an expat. Even that word in itself, uh, I find, is a bit, um, if not old school, then I think we need to uh, rewrite that identity as well. 
And what we would rather promote is the word next pet. So okay. a, con a conscious nomad who are interested in the country you are in, in the global um, situation. So we look beyond our own interests, beyond our own CV and see how we can create impact. And this impact can be just for one other person, one other young student, for example, in a country where you are a guest for three years. So there's also this, if not moral, then it's more like uh, we have an obligation to also share and uh, <laughs> yeah, share the love for a global uh, career so we can inspire young professionals to do the same and, and look at a global career as something you just do naturally, where the transitions is some transitions we encounter them and we live through them uh, but we see them as meaningful stepping stones on a global career path so the, the term is next path right mm -hmm. that's yeah. interesting <laughs> do you know if it's being used or is this the first time <laughs> um, the, there is an article I, I've got mm. which paper that's embarrassing but it's it's on the webpage you can see it in my um, yeah, uh, we on can, the webpage um, we can uh, definitely uh, yeah. link to it so those who are listening can actually also read it and learn more about mm. this term so now that you, you brought that up uh, we actually had another question about the word expat and the word immigrant, because Verdika and I, when we were thinking about topics for the podcast, we got very interested in learning about how people define these two terms, because they're very standard definitions for them. But we wonder, were wondering, what is your definition for these words? Hmm. Um, I think it's a very interesting discussion and I'm not sure there's the right uh, definition or answer um, actually I wanted to take this uh, to another place where mm -hmm. we challenge these labels mm -hmm. um, so what do we really want to achieve with using the labels yeah. uh, you will hear when I talk about the vision for here we are global I'm, I'm not using the word expat partner, accompanying partner Yeah, because uh, I think that these labels um, limit ourselves. Mm -hmm. Rather, I would like to just talk about us as human beings who are in a new country. And I don't really care about what brought you to the country. It could be love. It could be a job. It could be more serious um, circumstances. But from my heart, I want to meet everyone as the person they are. And I'm interested in what their talents and passions are and how I can help them and uplift them. Um, and whether you are immigrant, migrant, refugee or expat accompanying partner, l let's move beyond that and, and meet each other uh, in a one-on-one -on -one connection. Because I think this is what the world needs, that we meet each other um, on more equal terms where these labels don't uh, limit us. I'm very inspired by the Danish philosopher Søren Kierkegaard, yeah. who says that if you label me, you negate me. Oh, it's wow. Strong. <laughs> um, so let's meet each other as humans first. Um, nice. And for everyone, what we need is this sense of belonging, um, this connection. I see you. I see your passion. I see what makes your heart sing. Um, how can I help you? And maybe yeah. this help can be just by giving a reference to another resource person, another inspiration. 
sometimes that's all it takes to help another individual uh, move on in a new country. But I know this can be a very political sensitive issue and I don't think I want to go into, you know, um, the difference in what it's just for me from a very personal perspective. Mm. I, don't, I don't really care about those ladies. Yeah. I don't yeah, think they I, do us any good. I think you really enlightened us what you're in with the organization is and your view on it anyway so thank you so much for that yes and I yeah I really uh, appreciate you saying this I think some of my experience when I moved to the U.S. uh, in my early 20s there was a lot of preconception of who I was because of where I came from someone from Latin America coming to the U.S. and you saying that if you label me you negate me Um, I I remember my identity uh, struggles when I moved to to California because of every preconceived idea of who I was and how much I felt that my identity was being erased because I was not being asked who you are. I was being told who I was and what was expected about me, from me. And I'm just very, very happy that you were able to explain this uh, this quote with the words that you use. Like it's very, uh, it seems very simple, but it makes such a difference for anybody who goes to a new country to be able to be seen as who they are and know who they're thought to be or who they need to be. I think it's it's amazing that you're creating this new kind of view for anybody who moves countries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. re- re- I really appreciate this insight, Jenny. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, yeah, thank you, Rita. And I think at the same time, let's let's be more curious about what your next steps are. Like, what do you dream about? What do you want to make uh, from your life here in Denmark or any other country. Let's have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is my dream that when we meet another international or repat, whatever, <laughs> never mind the labels, that, that we ask these forward looking questions. So what do you want to do next? What are you here for? Instead of asking about um, your CV and your, your background, um, it's the same thing when, um, when people come back from an international experience. Uh, there's also some preconceived ideas on how you belong in and, and fit into the, the old puzzle. But, but let's meet each other from, from with a fresh perspective, right? And again, coming back to here we are global and the vision, our logo is a diamond. Um, but it's not a clear-cut perfect diamond. It's a diamond that's shaping up. It's a diamond with different shades and angles. And this is also an image of lived life that mm. we are always moving towards. We, we are never like 100% clear or perfect. But let's be interested in where we are going and see how we can help each other on that on that path. And one of the gifts of moving between countries is that we get the chance to reflect about where we are headed. And if we are living a meaningful life, um, and this is the spirit we'd like to um, to ignite. And, and what I see also keeps attracting people to here we are and, and, and the new chapters we are building. Part of the vision that when you are clear about where you want to go, then take steps to actually show yourself and others that you are purposeful that you are building your skill set so you can add that to your cv to your linkedin profile 
when you are new in a new country, and this is again my HR and recruitment um, <laughs> knowledge, it's so important that you show a future employer that somebody trusted you already. Mm. And and how do we show trust? That's that's through human connections. That by taking action and actually doing something, not just intentions, you know, in a in a cover letter. Um, so I think in everything we do, then just just try it out. Just take the first steps, and then uh, we are supported. Um, but it's about being clear about where we want to go, and then say it out loud, and then people will help you. Nice. Yeah. So interesting to talk to you. Um, I think you've already touched upon it, but I'm just going to ask you, like, with your experience, what are some skills that someone living abroad should develop? I mean, maybe while looking for a job or when not working, because in certain moments they might not be able to. Um, what skills are important to prepare oneself with? What would uh, what would be your advice? More, more than a skill, I think it's more of a mindset. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think it's about being optimistic. Being trustful that when you are in a new country, there's inevitably challenges. You will inevitably come in situations where you don't know how to navigate. Like, what's the right, what's the expected uh, behavior here? How do I um, take a take a choice here? And yeah. just to be able to be in that situation and embrace that situation, that's a skill in itself. You could call it being a, a chaos pilot or, um, again, being optimistic. Yeah. But it's about facing challenges, maybe not with a happy-go-lucky face all the time, but but embrace it and know that this will change. So it's this ability to um, see things through and know that there can be a positive outcome at the end if you stay optimistic, if, if you stay positive and if, if, if you are clear about um, what your intention is, that, that you want to have a good outcome of this um, challenge you're in. Yeah. Maybe that's many words put to it, but I have seen so many examples of this. I have seen so many people really become more integrated, stronger individuals because of these international challenges. Yeah. Yeah. And Jenny, um, speaking about international challenges, I was wondering if you you can tell us a little bit with what you learned from people moving to Denmark. What have you learned is one of the most frustrating things that someone moving here might experience and also one of the most gratifying ones. What have you heard from other people who have moved here? So through here we are at Denmark, I have met a lot of very skilled and talented and passionate internationals. Mm-hmm. And I I love every connection I make <laughs> because it also teaches me something. Um, and and just from the top of my mind, the challenge is for sure getting a job if you really want one and then handing the rejections. And I'm not sure I have the golden nugget here. I just think that we as Danes also have an obligation to... Um, influence or do some advocacy towards Danish organizations to dare to try that uh, wild card or to um, give the chance to an international who maybe doesn't fit in exactly in the organizational puzzle. Uh, But now I'm again going into the HR perspective. Um, (laughs) But just saying, I have also uh, applied for jobs in Denmark and seen that this is a hard game, right? So it's not always because you're an international like Like finding a job is really a full-time job in itself, right? Yeah. Uh, but my take on it, on it is to just 
keep taking uh, opportunities to show your skill set. Again, coming back to volunteering for a Here We Are chapter or any chapter, there's uh, not any network or group where you can do something to, um, to show a future employer that you have these skills, right? And then keep connecting with people who are positive and up- uplifting because um, eventually you will get to the place where you want to be but maybe the path is slightly different than you imagine at first but yeah. keep exploring and keep having fun and keep um, meeting people that are different from yourself um, and then also keep sharing and giving and this is also what we are doing in our network right that we invite people to share their skills and knowledge and maybe that can inspire one other person and who knows then it's karma it can come, come back to you in the most wondrous ways yeah, so the challenge for international in Denmark is definitely, as I see it, um, this finding a job. It can also be the social connection that's also um, in the media these days, right? <laughs> yeah, there are and, some articles in LinkedIn about it, <laughs> but yeah. they really help understand better the culture here in Denmark. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know, have you read them? We can, I can mention them later in, in the podcast to you. Yeah, I know there's a lot of discussion that it's difficult to make friends in Denmark, etc. And this is also really what I miss, like from my international, um, like my years abroad, this more light approach to making friendships. Mm. Um, this is what I personally also want to encourage, that, that sometimes we also need to face that relationships can have different um, forms of intensity. Um but as long as we are sincere and, and interested in each other, we might not, you know, see each other every day, every week. We yeah. might become uh, more distant relations on social media. But as long as there's this connection and these memories, that that's really what we uh, what we cherish in this international life, mm-hmm. in my view. Nice. Um, so, Jenny, uh, now we want to give you the space to invite people to join. Here we are global. Let them know the benefits of becoming part of this global community. So just go ahead. The stage is yours. <laughs> <laughs> so we are welcoming conscious global nomads, meaning if you are in a new country, team up with our Here We Are local chapter. You might also want to join us online. We create communities of practice, meaning we have a communication team, we have a social impact team. If you want to build a team around a certain uh, aspect, we are here to to give you the tools and and create the connections for you to do that. Mm -hmm. So Here We Are is um, an open invitation for you to build and share your backpacks of skills and knowledge. And if you don't have a concrete idea, then contact us anyway or reach out to a person in our network. Even if you're not uh, a job seeker or if you're not, uh, if you haven't returned from an international assignment, we also invite people to become key resource persons and write blogs and and help inspire people who are um, on a global development path and in need of finding uh, professional engagement. So that's another way to connect with us. And for organizations, we team up with organizations, with startups, with companies to give those concrete opportunities to learn, work and volunteer. We have an opportunity board. We have an academy we are building. um, and, And joining us is becoming part of a narrative where... We build things together. We invite you to create. We have a a framework, um, a structure, but you make what makes sense to you locally in your life um, where you are headed. 
where you are. Nice. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much, Annie. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing all your thoughts and being so kind when answering our questions. We're very, very excited to share these with everybody and to also welcome other people to maybe the chapter in Denmark. That would be very nice or anywhere in the world where they might be. Thank you so much, Yanni. I'm the one thanking so you. You may inspire people around the world to start a podcast, right? So the fact that you two get together with Monica and Diane in Denmark and, and just start doing this, that's an inspiration to others. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Bye, Yanni. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you might experience intense feelings of losing your professional identity when moving abroad. If you know yourself well enough to anticipate that this might happen, or if you find yourself feeling this, try to engage in different situations where you can perform that identity and engage with that part of yourself. If you're having a difficult time seeing yourself working in your field in your new country, try expanding your skills and exploring them. This can be a stepping stone in your way to creating your new professional path. If you have been living abroad and now you're preparing to go back to your home country, know that it's normal to experience anxiety. Just like you would ideally do when moving abroad, start looking for those connections back home that might help ease your professional return. And remember to have fun. Changing environments can be an opportunity to reflect on your professional and personal purpose. Find your crew, the people you will meet around something meaningful and uplifting that motivates you. Thank you for your support listening to our second episode. And if you're curious about the articles we mentioned in the podcast about understanding the Danish culture better, you can check out the links in our page on the website herewearglobal.com. Or you can search them on your own. It's a series of articles called Danish Culture is an Extreme by Anatoly Kantir. That's it. Have a great week and be courageous.